Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast where I share what it's like to show up for your real life. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, and health coach. I'm also a content creator for food and wellness brands. You can find me at Chef Carla underscore C on Instagram and more information in today's show notes. This episode is about what to leave behind in your kitchen for 2021. This article was featured in Apartment Therapy. It was written by my friend, Ashley Abramson. And there are nine tips in there that you can use any time of the year. So whenever you're listening to this episode, it's the perfect time. If you are listening to this in the winter of 2021, and you're like, I am just not into cleaning right now, I'm going to save this for the spring, save it then. And you can set even, you know, save it in your podcast app or wherever you're listening to this or send yourself an email. And maybe you want to send it to a friend. So I'm going to go directly into the tips and I'm going to also preference this that I am a person that has a major year end cleanup. And I'm talking about like, I have, you know, the veterans are booked. They're going to do a pickup on 1231. Like I'm cleaning the pantry, the fridge, the freezer, my kitchen cabinets. I'm cleaning the closet. I'm clean. Like, it's just, it's part of my ritual. And it's been my ritual for a long time. I have a Virgo North node. And if you don't know what what that means is that I love, and I want to say that again, love a clean home. I love an organized home. It helps me because I'm a person that does so many different things. I do food selling, I do photography, I have my online courses, I have this podcast, like there's constantly moving parts. I'm also a mother and a partner. Like there's a lot of things going on in my life. And knowing that my home and my kitchen is organized gives me such comfort. So these tips are going to be applicable year round. And some of them might be a little controversial to you. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts. All right. First is food that you won't or can't use. Now, I like to do this in steps. I like to do this one drawer, one cabinet, one shelf of my fridge at a time, and I'll pull everything out. I also have a mini course. It's called the Pantry Refresh. It teaches you how to do all of this. I'll put the link in the show notes. And so for the fridge, for the freezer, for the pantry, I like to pull all the things out. And there's basically categories. There's food that needs to get used up. And maybe you want to put a list on the fridge. Again, I have this in the Pantry Refresh of how to really keep yourself organized of what things need to get used up and how you can shop from your pantry, fridge, or freezer. Um, What needs to get rid of? And maybe you have condiments from like 2010 that need to go. Um, And also ditching that guilt of letting things go. And possibly donation. Things that you know that are still good, but you're not going to use. And for me, I actually have a large amount of things this year 
from food styling that I've decided that I'm going to donate to my local food pantry because there's just way too many things and I'm not going to get to them. And I will say this, that as a food stylist, I get a lot of things from brands and I use a ton of them. I also give them to my neighbors, to my friends, to my family, but there's still things that I want to make sure that they get used up. All right. So broken gadgets is another hot topic. Like maybe you have a rusted can opener and that's a common thing. Um, the best way to take care of the can opener is to wash it and to let it dry opened up so that it doesn't rust. Um, I also saw that you can run it through wax paper, which is really cool because it gets the food that's stuck out of there. Um, so here's the thing. I also have a lot of kitchen tools because of what I do for a living. So maybe you have a duplicate, I don't know, spatula. Maybe you have like 10 spatulas and one of them's broken and has like a bit missing out of it. Get rid of those things. So this is another thing where you're like, okay, I can keep this. I can use this. Maybe I can donate this. Or maybe it does need to be trashed. So you need to figure out those things for yourself. All right. The next thing is damaged pots or pans. And this is huge because I actually was resisting this myself. I had a ceramic nonstick pan that ended up really just getting scratched. And, you know, my kids throw dishes in the sink. It takes chips out of it. Like it was, it was a hot mess. Eggs were literally stuck in the pan. Um, and I knew that I had to get rid of the pan. So that's something I can't donate. I really need to trash that. And I'm not sure how to recycle it. If you know how to recycle that, please let me know. And these are other things like maybe you have, I don't know, a sheet pan or a cookie sheet that really is just caked on grease. Can you clean it up? Do you want to clean it up? That's another question. All right. Junk drawer. Oh my gosh, this is such a hot topic. I am not a fan of the junk drawer. And hello, Virgo North Node. We already established that. I like order. I like things to go where they go. And so there is not a junk drawer in my kitchen. There is a drawer where I have the computers my laptop, my daughter's laptop, and aprons, which used to be a drunk drawer. And I got rid of it because I want to be able to use that space for something that's important. For me, it's important to have my aprons, my kids' aprons, and the computers in a safe space where they are not exposed to the elements of my kitchen. So that's my junk drawer. And whatever you want to do with your junk drawer, you know, you could put teas in there, you could put spices. Actually, that's another thing that I did with one of the drawers. I put all of my spices in drawers in order to see everything that I have. By the way, spices are usually best within a year. And I know that I have spices way longer than that, but 
they do lose potency. So I'm going to put that out there. All right. Dull knives. This is a dangerous thing. Having a dull knife is dangerous. So either learning how to sharpen it yourself, which in Cook and Chop, my online cooking course, I teach you the basics of knife skills. I teach you how to sharpen and maintain your knife in a very easy way. If you're not interested in that, sharpening knives yourself, you can always take them to be professionally sharpened and you can call even, I feel like Bed Bath & Beyond and like even big stores, but I would really try to support local stores that are in your area, local kitchen stores, <clears throat> excuse me, local kitchen stores, local sharpening. I know that my sister gets her shears sharpened for her salon so I feel like there is a truck like going around her town that's sharpening scissors, sharpening knives, etc. So this is a thing. Google is your friend. Look it up. All right. Moving on. Your beat up cutting board. Oh my goodness. So this is a huge one. And this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. When I go to people's homes and cook and Either they have, I've seen glass cutting boards. Terrible idea, by the way. That's not good for the knives. And I feel like it's also a hazard. Um, I really like a silicone board. I like a non-slip board. Usually, the wooden boards, I save. I save those for food styling. And... Those are ones that I have to salt, and those are ones that I have to put coconut oil, and those are ones that I sand down. Like, there's a whole process involved with the wooden boards, so I save those for food styling. So what do your cutting boards look like? What shape are you in? Do you need a new one? And for me, at home, I have one that's dedicated, and I teach us in Cook and Chop, dedicated to onions garlic, ginger, the pungent things. And I do everything else on other cutting boards. Some people like different cutting boards for raw meat. You can do that as well. So there's a whole bunch of options when it comes to cutting board. Okay, next, cleaning supplies. Oh my goodness. This is huge. Moldy sponges. Oh my goodness. So we started to use a scrub daddy and I'm not, you know, sponsored by them. Um, but I was given one when I did a photo shoot for Bobby Brown for her brand evolution 18. She gave me a couple of scrub daddies and I am definitely a scrub daddy convert. I love them. And I also love a brush. Like I love a brush that I'm going to clean things up with. And those are the tools that I use to clean. We also have, you know, it's interesting. We have two different soaps. Ed, my partner, loves Dawn, and I use the organic Costco one. So I like to use things that I'm going to use up. And I think that this is important for you of what chemicals and what cleaning solutions do you have? 
Are you using them? Do you need to dispose of any that have been there for like 10 years? So this is another thing like the junk drawer. Like, can you go under that kitchen sink and clean out whatever is lurking under there? Um, And for me in New York City, my goodness, it was probably full of cockroaches. All right, moving on, dry hands. This is huge because we are in 2021 and we are still in a pandemic and we're washing our hands constantly. On a good day, even pre-pandemic, I was washing my hands like 25 times a day because of what I do for a living. So I'm going to give you a simple solution. My other sister, Jessica, actually owns a nail studio. And she taught me this tip of when your hands are still moist, and people might not like that word, but this is the reality. They're moist, they're wet, but not soaking wet. You're going to put lotion on. And that is the tip from a person who does nails for a living that you're going to seal in and you're going to lock in that moisture. If you don't have lotion in your kitchen, Another easy tip is olive oil or avocado oil or coconut oil and just putting a dab like you probably need like a quarter of a teaspoon for your hands. And I use olive oil a lot. And that's actually one of my tips is using olive oil. And I do it like all day long, like when I'm roasting vegetables, I don't wash my hands after that, you know, tossing the vegetables, olive oil, salt and pepper. What I'll do is I'll rinse my hands. They'll have the nice olive oil coating on it. I'll rinse off the salt and the pepper. And there I go. I have nice moisturized hands. It's a really amazing thing. So I'd love to know if you try this out. All right. The last thing, perfectionism. And if there is anything to let go of in 2021 and moving into 2022, it's perfectionism. And this is really, it was a huge lesson for me in 2021 is that I realized that I have all of the responsibilities that we talked about earlier. And I still want to nourish myself and nourish my family without spending hours on end in the kitchen. I know that this is going to sound, you know, like what? Like she's a chef. Like doesn't, doesn't she live in the kitchen? And the answer is no, I don't want to live in the kitchen in terms of making food for myself or making food for my family. Now, when I'm professionally food styling or creating content or creating recipes for a brand, that's totally different. That's work. And I often say this to my sisters who do nails and cut hair, that they don't want to do that on their day off. And finally, it was like a light bulb went off when I said that. It was like, oh, yeah. So for me, I want to make things easy. And for me, things that are easy is purchasing bone broth. I literally have this in my shop. I buy Brodo because it's easy. It's delicious. 
And it's something that I don't have to think about. I literally blend the bone broth with spinach and coconut milk and maybe some fresh ginger and salt and pepper and I'm done. That's it. I have like a five minute meal and it's something that nourishes me. Or uh, this year I've ordered Saqqara meals and that's another thing in my shop. I have 20% off and I also use Haven's Kitchen sauces. That's another thing that's in the shop. I've added all these things to the shop. And I will say on this podcast that I do receive a small percentage of the sales and I do appreciate your support of my small business. But I add these things because I love them. They support me in my goals of eating a delicious meal that doesn't take a lot of time. And yes, I buy greens from the hydroponic farm that are, I just have to literally snip them. They're already done. Maybe you buy box greens. Maybe you buy cans of beans. Maybe you buy jarred sauces. You know, whatever your version of this is, how can you create ease in the kitchen? And it's interesting because Cook and Chop, my online cooking school, was filmed in 2018. And I feel like I'm leaning on those habits even harder at the end of 2021 than even I was doing back then. Because what I really wanted to do with Cook and Chop is create ease in the kitchen. And a lot of what I teach you is to cut veggies because I feel like I feel my best when I'm eating veggies. When my kids are eating veggies too, you know, when, when my partner Ed is eating veggies, we feel better. You know, we don't get sick as much X, Y, and Z. And we're really nourishing and taking care of ourselves through food. And this is how I'm going to end this podcast is that cooking is the highest form of self-care. This is literally the best thing that you can do for your health overall. And it impacts every single relationship and aspect and your work in the world. Everything revolves around your health. And I feel like I said these things a very long time ago, but they're really hitting home as I end this year. I really appreciate you taking the time. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, I definitely need a DM on Instagram. And I would appreciate that you share this podcast. If this message resonates with you, share it. Send it to someone you love because that's how you support me and my work in the world. I'm sending you so much love. Bye.